Okay. Uh, welcome back to our eighth Star Wars retrospective, our last one before the rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm Gianni. I'm Flynn. I'm Sam. And this is The Last Jedi, directed by Ryan Johnson. Came out in 2017. And um, we all love it, but this is probably, probably the most debated Star Wars movie in the history of Star Wars movies. Yes. Um, I want to start off with Ryan Johnson. Oof. And specifically, like, this is the biggest thing that he's tackled, right? Probably yes. the biggest project of his career that he had tackled up until this point. Um, and he's certainly a reliable director. He has uh, a plethora of credits mm -hmm. under his belt. So he's definitely someone who is worthy, I think, of... Of directing a Star Wars film, mm -hmm. but just the monumental task. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can imagine that you're faced with like incredible excitement, but also painstaking fear when you're offered, you know, a film as big as this one and a franchise as big as this one. Um, and he has a sequel too. Like he has the sequel, yeah. so mm -hmm. definitely um, some shoes to fill. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's him. He he wrote and directed this right. movie. Yep. Um, joining George Lucas as the only people to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, speaking, as you said, to, to the credits of, of Ryan Johnson before just jumping into it, um, he had a few episodes on Breaking Bad that kind of, like, dictate where he would go in Last Jedi because he has an episode like Fly that is completely different and subversive and not at all what you're expecting, um, and Ozymandias. And he uses those episodes of Breaking Bad to explore the characters in interesting ways, to dive into their psyches, to, to really challenge um, perceptions of things. And I think that that, along with Looper, which shows mm -hmm. that he can play around in this, this science fiction world um, and create something really original and unique, mm -hmm. sort of equipped him to be a great person to take on this task. Yeah, yeah and I, I think... Um to talk about Ryan Johnson's other big credit is Brick, mm -hmm. uh, which is an incredible character movie, which I think is something that J.J. Um, Abrams absolutely excels at too. But like to get to the real like heart of these characters, you did need someone who can do that yeah. like small indie character driven thing. And that was Ryan Johnson. It was the perfect pick. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to describe The Last Jedi too. In a lot of ways, it feels like an indie kind of this, this smaller scale film mm -hmm. than what it really is um and i think that's perfectly encapsulated with uh the character of luke skywalker mm -hmm. the directions that we go with his character i think are fitting um i think makes sense um in the events and the world that's set up in the force awakens and i don't know how this is not everyone's favorite thing about <laughs> the last jedi yeah but it's not you know yeah, and in fact, it's uh, a lot of people's least favorite yeah. thing mm -hmm. about The Last Jedi, the way this movie handles Luke Skywalker. And and I agree. I, I thought that it was completely consistent with what we know about Luke. I think, you know, right off the bat, this is Mark Hamill's best performance as Luke Skywalker. I agree. Maybe his best performance of his career, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. Probably. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's consistent with what we learn in Force Awakens. We know that he, I mean, Han gives the breakdown in Force Awakens of, of what happened with less detail than we get in Last Jedi. We know that he sort of failed as a teacher and has isolated himself. So I, I don't understand why people went into this movie mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, Rey was going to go to Octu and 
Luke Skywalker was just going to be like, oh boy, let's we're we're in <laughs> yep. it. I'm I'm going right back. I got my green lightsaber and I'm going to like I I just don't understand where people thought this movie was going to take Luke Skywalker. Um I'm certainly glad that this movie didn't take Luke Skywalker to the places they thought he was going to go because mm-hmm. I much prefer what we got in Last Jedi. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um Luke's my favorite character from the original trilogy. I feel like that's a kind of like not common thing to hear. I think it's always Han or Leia or Vader. Um, but th- saying that, um, like, I I don't really like Return of the Jedi Luke because he's kind of just like he's a Jedi and right. he has no kind of emotions. Um, but more importantly, at the end of the original series, Luke's still a kid. Yeah. Like, he's like 22 by the end of the, um, by the end of the original series. And like taking on the task of like training new Jedi and also training your nephew when you know that he has dark side tendencies, which you just like watched your father die to, um, had to have shaken him at least a little bit. Yeah. And so I, I just find everything about Luke so believable. And um, I love that he isolated himself and that he ran from like Han and Leia and didn't want to face that consequence. And um, I don't know. I just, I love everything that they did with Luke in this movie. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I think um, we touched on this in the Force, Force Awakens about the sort of heartbreak that you feel in that mm-hmm. film, and you certainly feel it here with Luke. Um, just the insane amount of regret that he is living with every day, alone on this planet, um, and he shuts himself off from the Force mm-hmm. in this film too. We learn that um, when Ray tells him that that Han is dead, like mm-hmm. just the the surprise on his face, the shock factor yeah. when he goes, "Where's Han?" Like. Yeah. Oh, you don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he, he definitely he is the most interesting character in this film to me because we see um, so much of what he hasn't been through. He hasn't been there for. Um, he hasn't been there to see what Kylo Ren has actually become, you know, or what's become of Leia and Han. You know, it's really interesting things they do with with Luke in this film specifically. But we also learn a lot more about about Rey and Kylo too, and yes. their connection. Oh man. Um, and we talked a little bit about this also in the Force Awakens retrospective, uh, and that the Force is used in so many interesting ways in this mm-hmm. film too. Um, we've never seen a connection like this uh, yeah. previously. The way that we see between Rey mm-hmm. and Kylo being able to kind of see each other and be in the same place, but be in different places at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think it's very it's it's Star Wars to to learn new properties and, yeah. and new powers of the Force. So to to think that, um, I, I think some people were angry about the the Force connection that that Kylo and Rey shared, and they they sort of thought that this wasn't really how the Force worked before. <laughs> but like each movie compounds on mm-hmm. what we know about the Force and and how it can be utilized. Um, and as something, like we sort of talked about, as something that's been described as an energy that binds all living things, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know how you can just take that at face value and think that the Force is one thing that belongs to one type of person. Yeah, and um, and explicitly, I think Ryan Johnson described what Ray and Kylo were doing as a Force bond because they, they like you know, we're in each other's heads for a good time there in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And um, the the Force Bond, <laughs> a nerd, um, the Force <laughs> Bond is something that's actually explored a lot in the EU books. Um, and uh, it's never explicitly described as, like, you can kind of, like, telepathically, like, on the phone, like, video chatting yeah. with each other. But um, it's something that, like, like, we talk a lot about this with, like, Harry Potter. When you read something in a book, how it is visually can be very different. Right. 
And so um, it's just a, it's just a, like you said, it's compounding on the idea of what for the force is and what a force bond can be from the books. But yeah, definitely. Um, and getting back to the new characters and where they are in this film, um, we start off with Poe again, yeah. and he royally screws up yeah. <laughs> in in the first ten minutes of this film, yes. which I think is probably Oof. one of the most <laughs> beautiful action sequences oh. Oh, in Star yes. Wars. Awesome. Um, and we get the introduction of Rose Tico, mm-hmm. and and we see her sister um, pass away in this fight, uh, this opening dog fight. But like I said, Poe really fails here. Um, he fails as a leader. He fails as a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he messes up big time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a consistent trope throughout the film with yes. him is that he is yeah. always failing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's probably because he is that hot-headed pilot who isn't patient and probably needs to be you know um so that's interesting to me that that we dive into that here yeah Um, and that he's not someone who's just always doing the right thing and the best thing and always winning yeah um and then finn Mm. is uh kind of trying to protect ray but he's not Mm -hmm. with ray in this film uh all the main characters are kind of separated Mm -hmm. here until that last fight um but yeah finn kind of falls back on his force awakens um, stick running away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is good. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. still fitting yeah. and still consistent. But that's also been a point of contention. Yeah, I like that everyone in a way fails. Yeah. Like, um, poet, like you said, Poe just like <laughs> Poe sucks, <laughs> but he just he just fails a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I like that Finn never felt any loyalty to the resistance. It was mm. loyalty to Ray and it was loyalty to Poe. Yeah. He's like, Leia's cool, but I'm like we 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 uh once Finn gets out of the hospital, he's trying to run. Yes. And yeah. and Ray, when she meets Luke, um, after he's an you know, a a, a jerk to her. Yeah. <laughs> um he, she's just like f- very like the way she delivers. I love Daisy Ridley. She, the way she delivers those like, well, of course you have to come back and like to help the resistance. Yeah. She's just so flippant about it because she's like, well, of course, like you have to do this. And when it doesn't work, she's just so like she's confused. Yeah, she's like you're this myth. You're supposed to do this. So like the main characters are just so like they fail and they like they try and run. They're not good at what they're doing. I just love it. Yeah, and th- and that that ties into. You know, some of what we discussed in, in The Force Awakens, how um, Kylo knows these characters and Rey doesn't. Yes. So Rey only knows the legend of Luke Skywalker. She doesn't know Luke Skywalker himself. And so when he's not that legend, it, you know, don't meet your heroes. It's it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And Finn, I mean, where we leave Finn was he was going to Starkiller Base to save Rey. Yes. But he was not going there on a resistance mission. He sort of <laughs> tricked the resistance <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, acted like he knew a lot more than he did. And, and it was all to, yeah, it was all to save Rey. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that by the end of this movie with, mm. with the journey Finn goes on, we see him almost sacrifice himself, come within an inch of sacrificing his life mm-hmm. for the resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the arcs in this movie are so good. Uh, speaking on Poe, like going from, you know, this hot-headed, like only thinking about the now, only thinking about taking on the dreadnought in that moment to where we find him at the end of the film, knowing that it's more important protecting the resistance and fighting in the long run than winning a, a more hollow victory at the moment. 
And you, you kind of get that from, from Leia, that it's such a great moment when she goes, what are you looking at me for? Follow him. And he kind of takes the reins and, and is now really a leader of the resistance versus before he was just a pilot who was really good um, but wasn't necessarily making those leadership decisions and was more thinking about himself and what he could do in the moment mm-hmm. to, to fight the First Order instead of actually defeating them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, you touched on how all of the characters in this film have such great arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting back to Kylo and Rey, um, there's so much building tension for them in The Force Awakens. And after their fight in the forest, things are obviously still super unresolved mm-hmm. with them. So we pick up kind of right where they left off in The Last Jedi here, and, and we see that they actually kind of really relate to each other, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's very clear they care about each other. Rey wants to save Kylo in the mm-hmm. same way that Kylo wants her by his side, whether that's on the side of light or on the side of dark, but they still kind of want to be there for each other. They don't yeah. necessarily want to be fighting. Yeah, we're on the side of something sort of completely new, as, yeah. as Kylo kind of touches on in this movie. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that we've we've all kind of touched on throughout these Star Wars retrospectives. Um, when I watch Star Wars, I don't just want lightsabers clashing. Like, I want character depth, and it makes those giant action set pieces all the more valuable it's something that we touched on in the prequels versus the original trilogy where yes the the prequels have this martial arts sort of amazing choreography um but the lightsaber battles in the original trilogy are better because they carry character depth and something that's been so great about the sequel trilogy is it has both um it has the modern choreography it has the modern effects but at the same time it's still adding that character depth to make those moments feel more weighted and more real yeah 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 um and like what you were saying i i think back we didn't really touch on a little bit but um the 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 fight in the forest with kylo and ray they have such different motivations in that fight like ray is trying to kill kylo ren because she just watched him kill han solo and that's like her motivation there she doesn't know anything else and then kylo like the second he goes into her head and sees how much they relate to each other he's just trying to stop her like there's no there's not a second in that fight where he is trying to kill her um and i find it really interesting that like the first time they see each other through the bond she immediately grabs a, ba- a blaster to kill him, and <laughs> yeah. he's just like, he's just like, wait, where are you? Yeah. Like he's just trying to like figure out what's going on with her, and he's not trying to like defend himself or hurt her. It's really interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. I love that so much. The 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 force fight in in Force Awakens kind of tells you everything you need to know about what Kylo and Rey's relationship will be in this movie. Because like you were saying. He, I, some people take issue with the fact that she was able to hold her own in that fight. <laughs> if if Kylo Ren wanted to, to kill her, he would have uh, done it. Mm-hmm. He literally says to her, you need a teacher. Like, yep. he says point blank, like, this whole time I've been holding back. Mm-hmm. Ray is wildly swinging the sword, and he's just defending himself. Yeah, yeah. He's just making sure he doesn't get killed to, to mm-hmm. sort of carry on this relationship. Because, you know, Kylo gets split by that moment with Han, and he kind of knows, like, he is so lost mm-hmm. in, in what to do. And then finally Ray comes in and, and he sees, like, a different path for him than the one that he's currently on right mm-hmm. now. Um, and so good, so interesting to explore those character themes in this movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, 
I think something from a technical standpoint that we should talk about with The Last Jedi is the cinematography. Oh, my God. These are some of the most beautiful <sighs> shots, I think, and scenes that we've ever seen in a Star Wars film, oh, yeah. for sure. Um, and so many iconic shots, too. Yeah. The Holdo. Yeah, the yeah. Holdo, the, the decimation of the... That was a dreadnought, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, just the, the throne room yeah. is still, like, it still makes the rounds on Twitter. Like, I feel like every month, you know, I yeah. see something some variation of that scene. Uh, and let's talk about that throne room scene because Man. the lead up to it, we're thinking, oh boy, this is just like Return of the Jedi, right? Uh, and and so we're introduced to Snoke. Mm-hmm. Um, we're introduced to him in The Force Awakens, but we're really, we're seeing him in person now yeah. uh, in The Last Jedi. And he just, like, talk about expectation subversion. Man. He's just sliced in half. Yep. Yeah. Done, easy, over. Mm-hmm. Um that was interesting, and that's also still a point of contention. Yeah, I wanted to know more about Snoke. Yeah, yeah. Y- you know, Snoke, I, what more do you need to know about right. him? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think about uh, the original trilogy and, and what you know about Palpatine, yep. and it is nothing. <laughs> uh, he uses force lightning. That's, that's what you know about Palpatine. He's, he's the big guy, the, the big bad guy <laughs> behind everything. And, you know, you sort of get like a, like a sense that, oh, well, if Vader's this powerful character and, and Vader's kneeling to him and doing his bidding, he must be powerful. But that's all inference. You don't mm-hmm. get anything about who the Emperor is. And, and same with Snoke. He, he is not there to be one of the main characters of this trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what we get with Snoke, whereas in Force Awakens he's sort of projecting himself as as this giant, um, larger-than-life villain, and then we see him for real, and he's just a guy. Yeah. He's just an old man, um, you know, sort of physically frail, strong in the Force. But And, yeah, the, that moment in the throne room where, where Kylo kills him, I, I mean... That's, there are three scenes in this movie that are, that are top ten all-time Star Wars for me, and, and that is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's my favorite Star Wars scene, period, mm. because it going into this movie, a moment like that with Rey and Kylo, given what we knew about their relationship, was exactly what I wanted. So, like, getting that, I was giddy in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think that that scene speaks a lot to who Kylo Ren is as a character. The... When Snoke is just like, you know, rhapsodizing about how Kylo is going to kill Rey and blah, blah, blah. Um, but what's important is he says, um, I see into his head he's going to kill his true yeah. enemy. And he kills Snoke. And I think that that's something <laughs> that people really ignore because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, he did that so he could become Supreme Leader. And yeah. I'm like, no, he did that because that guy like abused him, abused him for <laughs> yeah. years. And he killed that guy because he was going to kill Rey. Yeah. And it's never more prevalent to me at the end of this movie, even though he's, like, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to lead a, yeah. an army. Um, is that he is closer to the light than I think he's ever been. And so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a great thing to, to say, too, is that at the end of that fight, he definitely is closer to the light yeah. than he's ever been. Um, and then he drops down and sees Luke. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which like in retrospect, yeah. right? You see a guy who tried to kill you. Yeah. Like you like what we what we see about Kylo Ren like him showing that to Rey and Rey finding out that like Luke essentially created who Kylo right. is. It's right. like it completely retextualized like yeah, Snoke is after Luke Skywalker cuz he's Luke Skywalker. R- Kylo Ren is after him cuz he tried to kill him. Right. Like as a kid. 
And I think that's a huge recontextualization of Force Awakens. It's a revenge mission. Yeah, like, and it's it's so interesting because, and you just touched on mm-hmm. Snoke being Kylo's true enemy, mm-hmm. um, but Luke igniting that lightsaber in Ben's room when he was a kid was the galvanizing moment. Yes, Snoke was in his head before that, and that's what Luke saw, but... Ben wasn't jetting out to to join Snoke before mm-hmm. the person that was supposed to lead him and supposed to teach him how to, you know, reject these forces mm-hmm. essentially said, you're not worth saving. Mm-hmm. I'd rather end it before it begins. Yeah. Um, and I think that in that throne room scene, I think that a lot of people think that Kylo's monologue about oh. letting the past die um, I think people take that and use it as a criticism on Last Jedi because they don't like the way the the original trilogy characters were taken. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think the movie could be more forceful in the rejection yes. of the message of letting the past die. Yes. Certainly don't be beholden to your past and your past does not dictate mm-hmm. your future. But we get a visual rejection of that message of Rey not sticking with Kylo, mm-hmm. and you get a full refutation of it with mm-hmm. Luke at the end of that movie, which, speaking again about top 10 Star Wars scenes, that showdown between Luke and Kylo, which, by the way, is what people said they wanted yeah. out of Luke Skywalker. He gets the most insane, like, powerful use of the Force moment, mm-hmm. stares down the entire First Order, and does it to save the Resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that is not just a perfect character beat, Man. and the best way to end Luke Skywalker's story, at least while he's alive, I, I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That whole sequence on Crate is uh, something to mm-hmm. behold. I mean, yeah. like I said earlier, the cinematography yeah. there is top-notch. And like you were just saying, that fight uh, with Luke, kind of just just Luke with his lightsaber against the entire First Order. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a force projection of himself, but still, the, the symbol of it is just is what's captivating. Oh, yeah, know? and the force projection is an even more impressive utilization of the yeah. force because it allows for him to, to have this showdown, but also distract enough mm-hmm. for the, the resistance to escape. Because Luke Skywalker knows at this point, after everything he's gone through with Ben, after everything he's gone through here, that he is not going to be the one Mm -hmm. to save the galaxy this time. He knows he can't do it himself. But he does that. He has that final sacrifice because he knows that the resistance is Mm -hmm. the spark that's what's needed to save the galaxy. And I think that that's just a perfect encapsulation of who Luke Skywalker needed to be in this trilogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... A lot of people, a lot of the criticisms are that it, this movie in particular, and even this sequel trilogy, don't pay a whole lot of respect to our original trilogy characters. But Stupid. like you were saying earlier, I don't think that could be farther from the truth. Yeah. Um, because everywhere that we see these characters go makes sense mm-hmm. and is consistent and is emotionally gripping mm-hmm. and heroic in on all cylinders, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, with Leia and with Luke and with Han even. Mm-hmm. They go out in interesting ways. Um and heroic ways. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think that people should should take challenging preconceptions as a lack of reverence. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the Jedi should be questioned. That that's such a great the the moments between Luke and Rey on on Octu are mm-hmm. so great in sort of yeah. questioning this you know uh, this series of the Jedi failed again yeah. and again and again. Mm-hmm. Like Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, th- that's my other oh, favorite scene in this oh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, to I, I don't want to get into like like everybody that that hates this movie. You know, 
like what you like, don't like what you don't like, mm-hmm. whatever. But to act like the people making this movie didn't care about Star Wars mm-hmm. when they went to painstaking lengths mm-hmm. to recreate a Yoda puppet with the exact specifications of Empire to have Luke and Yoda have a moment reflecting mm-hmm. on teaching, on the Force. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how you can act like, oh, well, these people just hate Star Wars. Because I think they like Star Wars more than you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I've never, that showdown, going back to that showdown with Kylo and Luke, um, I've never seen a more explicit scene in a Star Wars film to show how much Kylo's mission in life is personal and yeah. not like against the resistance one he can't kill his mom early in the film mm-hmm. which is a scene that mm-hmm. does, definitely needs again. to be talked about yeah. again and um and he like the second he sees luke he's just like screw the resistance mm-hmm. he, we're, we're, for, we're here for mm-hmm. him <laughs> and um the second luke is like luke essentially like forgives kylo ren in this he's just like my bad yeah like i did this <laughs> yeah that was on me <laughs> that was on me i'm sorry dude and um and it's it's huge that's why i just i don't understand when people are like kylo ren's is gonna be the bad guy in uh rise of skywalker yeah. i'm like you didn't watch last jedi yeah. right yeah yeah definitely yeah. that's actually a really great point because i we shouldn't really get into you know our, our thoughts about what rise of skywalker is going to be but oh, yeah. i do think kylo ren is going to come out on on the good end of this you know and fight with the resistance that's yeah. what i would like to see i mean yeah i don't know but um that's Either that or die yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah but um but that's the thing with with the last jedi in particular mm-hmm. is that i think so many people had these preconceived notions of what the film was going to be mm-hmm. and then when it wasn't that that's when they started to attack it mm-hmm. but I think if we just watch it for what it is, mm-hmm. it really is something amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, whether it be what you thought it was going to be or not. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything in here that betrays the characters, Mm-mm. betrays the story of Star Wars or the mythos of Star Wars mm-hmm. in any way. Um, if anything, it improves on it. Yeah, it enhances 100%. And, and yeah, Kylo is a character. Mm -hmm. He's not there to be the the cartoonish representation of of villainy, Mm -hmm. the the sort of binary, like, okay, these are the bad guys. Um, That's who Hux is, and that's who Snoke is, and that's why you see them get punched to the ground again and again, which is awesome. Like, people are, like, upset that uh, Hux is treated like a joke. He is a joke. He is. He, he's, <clears throat> like, like a Nazi punk. Like, yeah. it's he's awesome. He's, yeah. yeah. It's awesome seeing him get thrown to the ground and sort of, like, thrown around. You're not supposed to be rooting for Hux. <laughs> so, like, to, to act like you, you want all this thematic depth from someone like Hux when people got it from all these other characters and mm-hmm. rejected it is it it's weird in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's a complaint I hear a lot is that people aren't afraid of Kylo Ren and I'm like you're not supposed to be afraid yeah. of Kylo Ren. You're supposed to be afraid of the first order. You're supposed to feel bad for Kylo yeah. Ren. Um I do want to talk about uh the two of the most controversial figures in Last Jedi is Haldo and Rose Tico. Mm-hmm. Um Haldo first, because that's a quick one, I think. But Haldo, um, the people who vilified Haldo after this movie came out because she just didn't tell Poe the plan, uh, I'll never understand. They're just so on the side of, like, one, the guy's always right, but two, like, well, Poe's the hero. Like, he's gonna, he's gonna, it's like, after what Poe just did, he, like, just depleted half the, like, half of the force of the resistance. She's gonna. She, she's supposed to tell him. Right. What? 
And then he goes and does it anyway. That's the most important thing I think people forget is that he went and did it anyway. And it's just like. Yeah, he 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 goes and and, and does this, mm-hmm. and he gets the plan leaked and and allows the first order to to attack the resistance in a way they wouldn't have been able to do had Poe not sort of like taken a step back and understood like I don't need to be the leader here, like if Poe has this trust in Leia he should understand that Leia was appointing Holdo for a reason. Mm -hmm. And of course, Holdo, like the resistance is on its last leg here. So if you think there's any chance of a first order mole Mm -hmm. or anything like that, you are are playing this as close to the vest as possible. Mm -hmm. So I I always thought that made perfect sense, Mm -hmm. um, Holdo not informing Poe of the plan, considering he just got half their fleet killed six minutes ago. Yes. (laughs) Um, And he doesn't, he's not, he just got demoted. Yes. Like, if you're in a military situation, like, not everybody's going to know every operation as soon as it's given. Only the people with top clearance are going to understand. And and Poe did not have that clearance. No. Like Holdo says, it was one of Leia's last actions to demote him yeah um and you know people are like oh well she just doesn't like poe and you see like holdo like genuinely really likes poe she just knows he's not there yet and it's necessary for poe to become that leader yeah Yeah. i totally agree and i think if anything he got off kind of scot-free with that yeah you would think he'd be kind of arrested or suspended (laughs) something like that but no he's just demoted Mm -hmm. and they're like just you know take the bench for a second yeah And I think I've always read that, even the first time I saw it in the theater and on repeat viewings, I've always read it as, like, that's the lesson that they're trying to teach Poe by not telling him what the plan is. Mm -hmm. They're trying to teach him just, like, be patient, you know? I think that's what he had to learn in this film. And I think certainly by the end Mm -hmm. uh, on Crate, we Mm -hmm. see that, yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. He's definitely had that arc, that good arc. Yeah, and, like, the... um I, I really like when people complain that Last Jedi Poe doesn't line up with who Poe is in Force Awakens. Poe was in Force Awakens for like seven minutes. Um, but also just like what we do know of Poe from Force Awakens is how he was entrusted with an incredibly important mission, got taken, got out by the skin of his teeth, and survived a dog run. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, okay, of course he has an infl- like a, an inflated head about this. Yeah. Like, of course he thinks he's super important. That's why he gets the half of the fleet killed in yeah. the first part of Last Jedi. And you're just like, no, this completely is is who Poe is. Of course, of course, Leia's just like, all right, let's let's just chill for a second, <laughs> Poe. Because, um, but yeah, like, I, oh God. Besides the fact that Holdo was right, I I really like the juxtaposition of Poe and Finn to someone like Rose Tico mm-hmm. in this movie because mm-hmm. Rose Tico is the hero of the Resistance, yes. um, and Poe is not, and Finn is not, and I think people need to think about that a little more. Like Ray isn't even fighting for the Resistance at this point; yeah, like she's yeah. really not. She is by the end of Last Jedi, but like she was gonna get Luke, and then she's just like. Kylo said I needed a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get a teacher. And when that teacher wasn't teaching her, she's, yeah. she's just like stuck again. Yeah. She doesn't know what to do. So like Rose Tico is the hero of the resistance in this movie. Yeah. And I think that Rose Tico, the journey we see her go on, because, you know, the first thing that happens to Rose Tico in this movie is Paige Tico yes. um, being killed. Uh, because of? Because of Poe Dameron. Yes. yes. So, so we get... Page Tico, Tico's death, which is an incredibly emotional scene. I think it's very well done. Um, and then you have Rose, who 
goes on this mission on behalf of the person that just got her sister killed, mm-hmm. who you immediately like understand meant more to her than anything, yes. um, was the most important person in the galaxy to her. The guy that just got her killed and the guy that was just trying to desert the resistance, which is the other thing that she cares about more than anything in the galaxy, is fighting against the First Order. We get her backstory. We know that she was enslaved by the First Order, that she's been tortured, and she shows resilience time and again and and fights for this cause. And like you said, like... Like, what a hero, yep. number one. And and number two, reinforcing that theme of The Last Jedi that heroes come from anywhere. Yes. They can be anyone. They don't yes. have to be Han Solo's kid to, to sort of fight on this side. And I, I think that Rose is so great. I, you know, all the the criticism that's levied on the Canto bite scene, I think that it's a great, like, muddying of the good and the bad. It's great mm-hmm. commentary on war profiteering. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's crucial to the themes of this movie and to the progression of Rose Tico. So, I, I mean, I think that people don't like the Canto Bite scene because they don't like Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say that right now. But I, I think it's vital to this movie. I don't think it can be cut out mm-hmm. and, and still work. Yeah. Um, and I quite enjoy it. And I think the score work for that scene is great, too. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, it is. Yeah, that's a fun scene. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the major lines that was uh, kind of always brought up again and again in the marketing of this film mm. was that line from Poe that we are the spark that'll mm. light the fire yep. that'll burn the First Order down. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, and upon repeat viewing, I think that Rose is that spark. Yes. You know, on yes. crate when she tells Finn, like, you know, you killing yourself is not going to win this war. Yeah. Love is yeah. going to win this war. That, to me, is the spark right there. That's the spark that is going to, you know. And that is, boil it down to its very (laughs) essence, that is Star Wars. Yes. So, like, that moment for me, people think it's cheesy. I don't care. I love that moment with Rose Tico saving Finn. I mean, we get, like we touched on, a great Mm -hmm. character moment for Finn and and sort of a a switching of of Mm -hmm. who he's going to be and what his role in this story is going to be. But Rose Tico kind of puts it all on the line to show to him, like, this is mm-hmm. this is how we win. This is what we don't have, and and I think that when when stories do that, I'm a sucker for that. Um, <laughs> I can tell. We, they, there's a there's that moment in Order of the Phoenix that's pretty similar. Um, yes, there is. But yes, there is. It, it's so great to me, and and Last Jedi has everything I love about Star Wars in it, mm-hmm. and I just like I said before, like like what you like, don't like what you don't like. But stop trying to make me feel like an idiot because I love this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think that that scene at the end is really, um, like you just said, it's emblematic of Star Wars. Like I think people think that that is like a was supposed to be like a love declaration from Rose to Finn because she kisses him. But yeah. it's, I think it's more like Rose isn't fighting for the resistance for Finn. She's yeah. writing, writing uh, fighting for herself and her sister. And Finn isn't fighting the resistance for himself. He's fighting for Poe and Rey and Leia and. It's it's like you said, it's emblematic of Star Wars as a whole. And it's it's just like love has always been at the root of Star Wars. People just didn't realize it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we're all getting a little teary here. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we we love The Last Jedi. And uh, I guess let's do some closing thoughts. Sure. Right. Um, to me personally, I think this takes everything that The Force Awakens set up and just improves on it mm-hmm. in every sense of the word from a technical standpoint, um, from a plot standpoint. Uh, at the performances, mm-hmm. I think the the newer characters um, and and these actors are more comfortable in their roles, um, and 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 I love the way that they go and the new directions they take. I think Ryan Johnson had a monumental task ahead of him, 
and the clearly the most difficult fan base to try and please. Yes. Um, and save for some definitely valid criticisms of the film, sure. there are a plethora of not valid criticisms of the film that I think we definitely kind of broke down here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that Ryan Johnson made something really special, mm -hmm. and I can't wait for his trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you let me go first. Um, uh, I think this movie is a masterpiece. Um, it's. Uh, I understand the criticisms that are not valid, but the criticisms that are valid, like I know people have problems with like the pacing and editing, but I genuinely believe that like every frame of this movie is important to the story. Um, I, I've at the first time I saw it, I cried a lot. I just, I, I just genuinely think it's a masterpiece, character-wise, writing-wise, the cinematography, direction, just everything about it. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I, I agree. This is Last Jedi is actually my my favorite Star Wars movie, um, and I remember going into the theater. I saw critical reactions mm -hmm. um, a few days prior, and they had been mostly positive. So I sort of shut down everything else. I was like, okay, I don't, want to, I don't need to read anything else. Wanted to see initial reactions. And then I went to see the movie opening night, and I flat out adored it. And then I went on social media afterwards, and I saw people hating it. And I, I think I kind of just left the movie thinking like, oh, everybody's going to love this because yep. like, it was great. Um, and people didn't, and it was surprising. Mm -hmm. So then the next time I watched, I was like, did I, did I miss something? Am right. I going to, and then every time I revisit it, I'm just like, no, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I was right in how I felt. I, I truly, truly love this movie. Um, I think that as much as I, I genuinely adore Force Awakens, I think that this movie just like improves on mm -hmm. everything, asks the deep questions. And to Ryan Johnson's credit, like if you're going to get the chance to play in the sandbox, like do something mm -hmm. that's meaningful to it. Like ask those questions, make those challenges to our preconceptions. And, you know, I, I just think it's great. Yeah. yeah. Last Jedi is awesome. Absolutely. Um, so that wraps up our retrospective on The Last Jedi. That went so fast, I feel like. We yeah. started all the way back with Phantom Menace. Um, cannot wait for the Your rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can't wait for episode nine. Uh, oh really looking forward to it. And we'll definitely, you'll be hearing our thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. You can always find us on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, um, Chatting Cinema. I'm Gianni. I'm Flynn. I'm Sam. Thanks as always to Stockton SSTV for allowing us to use the equipment. And thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>